So let me pray and we'll look into God's word this morning. So uh, God, we believe in your Holy Spirit. We believe he's present here among us. We believe he's present inside any of us who have welcomed him into us. And uh, we believe he speaks to us, um, speaks to us primarily through uh, your word. And we understand you in those ways. So would you help us hear what the Holy Spirit's saying to us, see what he's showing to us, and then would you help us know what steps you can lead us in so we can become more full of your spirit, more full of your, your power, your generosity, your kindness, and your grace. We want to be full of your spirit in our lives. So teach us, Holy Spirit. Let me ask this in your name. Amen. So the word for the day is confused. So I put a little couple, I put an emoji up there. Uh, if you even, I uh, put like uh, the one of the far left is from one of these documents that says, how are you feeling today? And that's the confused picture. And then you can see the face up there doing this. And so I want you to think about what confusion feels like. When you're confused, well, it's like something's not settling, right? You can't quite figure out. Things are kind of flying around and they're not finding their right file folders. Um, the word confusion comes from a Latin word that kind of means mingle together. So things are mingled, things are stirring around in your head, and you're like, I don't, it's, it's kind of rattling, it's, you're bewildered, you're disoriented. I like these two words, muddled and jumbled. But your thoughts aren't all at rest. And it's when we're confused, it's when sometimes we're like, can't figure out, and then we have questions, and but it's okay, I'll say up front, it's okay to ask questions out of your confusion because that happened a lot in the Bible. And we're going to look specifically at the time, the night before Jesus' betrayal, since we're heading into Easter, the confusion and the questions that his disciples had during that whole evening where they had the Last Supper. So the, during the series for the next four weeks until Easter called Confused, Ask Jesus. Because we, we have times in our life we're confused about what he's saying to us or what he said in the Bible, and it's okay to ask questions. So this particular, you know, you can't, the, the sun's too bright today, which I'm glad for, but the picture is like the Last Supper from uh, one of the Jesus movies. But we're going to look at the questions that disciples ask all out of confusion. Like today we're looking at Peter asking Jesus, are you going to wash my feet? And then Thomas asks later, we don't know where you're going. And Philip's like, we don't know what you're talking about. And John asked Jesus a question. But all the questions are generated out of confusion. And these are guys that have been with him for three years. So it's like, what's, but it's so, so it, if nothing else, it gives you and I permission to be confused about what Jesus may be saying or doing in your life and then asking him a question. It's okay. It's, it's okay to ask him a question. He's not going to shame you. So again, the whole, the next couple of weeks, we're all going to be looking at the questions uh, Jesus asked, or not Jesus, his disciples asked. Once we hit Easter, for the weeks after that, we're going to look at some of the questions Jesus asked his disciples after his resurrection, where they didn't understand. So really what we're trying to do is to understand what do we do when we're confused, and how does Jesus clear up confusion about what he's doing in our lives, all right? So today, uh, we're looking at Jesus washing feet, all right? So go to the next slide here. This is the question that's for the whole day. Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And we're going to get the context for it and 
why this question, where's it, where does it come from, and um, why did Peter ask it? Again, this was one of the questions. So they're all, so all 12 of them, at this point Judas was still there, 12 disciples and Jesus, it's the night, he gets arrested later that night, the disciples have no idea what's going on, they sit at, they sat at tables maybe like this high and they would sit on the uh, floor and lean if you want to go, if you want to get experience to go across the street to the Tur- Turkish restaurant and they have a table that's turquoise, yeah. You can sit in regular chairs, which I will do because I can't bend my knee, but you can all sit it on, you can lay on, kind of lean on the floor or, you know, whatever. But that's what the, that's what the last, and they were going through the regular Passover meal, but then things start happening and Jesus starts saying things that generates confusion. This mingledness in their head. Not unlike what you and I might feel when we see or hear Jesus doing something in our lives or whatever. So, so let me, uh, I'm going to read the passage and then we're going to go back and look at this question and how Jesus answers this question. Again, give us, might give us a sense of what do we do with our confusing questions? How does Jesus respond to that? But this one particularly about this particular issue. So this is John chapter 13. I'm going to read just 1 to 17. So I want you to kind of put yourself in this room with these 12 guys and Jesus. Um, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave the world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. And some versions will say he loved, he showed them the full extent of his love. So Jesus kind of expresses totally his love for his disciples. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon of Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Judas was there, but he'd already been praying. He knew what he was going to do. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and returned to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus said, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but sometime you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. I mean, it's the, the sense of the original language, he uses like a double negative. No, no, never, 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 no, no, that kind of thing. You're never going to do that. Jesus said, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. So Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, just not my feet, not just my feet. Jesus, <coughs> Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over it does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And your disciples are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. That's what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. So think about it for a second. He washed Judas' feet, knowing what was going to happen. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. Since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is a messenger more important than the one who sent the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. All right, so question first is, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? No, stay on the first one. Yeah, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? So let's talk about washing feet. Why, you know, so in the ancient cultures, whether it was Greece, 
or Rome or ancient Israel, um, hot weather, they would often walk barefoot or in sandals. And they were not paved roads, so there was dirt, of course, there was dust. It's probably animal dung here and there. I'm guessing they stepped in it once in a while. So when they would go into a house, it was typical for the house to provide somebody, whether it was their own home, they'd wash their feet just to kind of clean up the mess from the day of sweat and dirt and whatever else is on the road. So that was an ancient practice. Um, Even the day in the Middle East, Feet are considered, considered ugly, dig, undignified, and filthy. So kind of get yourself in that culture of, uh, you know, dirty feet. And it was, it was, a, it was a practice. Um, you would wash your feet when you got home. You would wash your feet before you went to bed. And this I thought was funny when I was reading about this. So then the dirty water from all the foot washing, they'd throw out the window into the street. And somebody said, and if you just happen to be a passenger, or somebody walking by, you got doused with dirty feet water. All right. But that was, it was a habit. They would do that. So, but, but foot washing had different kind of reasons and meanings for why they did it. And we're going to look at, so we're going to, again, going to go back to Jesus. Why, what was he doing? So it was, it obviously was a sign of servanthood. That's the first thing. Foot washing was a sign of servanthood. A servant was supposed to wash the feet of the master. Servants usually did the foot washing. If you were a student of a rabbi, the students would wash the rabbi's feet, kind of out of honor a little bit. So there was foot washing because of servitude, foot washing for honor. It was also a sign of hospitality and greeting. I did, I, I've, I've known the Bible for a lot of my life, but I didn't know this. There's foot washing mentioned in the Old Testament. I mean, Abraham... Uh, provides water for people to wash feet when they come into his house. So it was hospitality, foot washing. It was also hospitality. Abraham, Lot, Laban, David, they all talk about foot washing. Lot says, come into my house and wash your feet. So it was, it was a part of the Near East culture. It was, so it was not only servitude, it was also like hospitality. You offered hospitality by providing water to wash their feet. Um, it was a sign of religious rituals. Even in the book, in the Old Testament, there was a, when they, Moses set up the, t- the tabernacle, there was a basin on the outside that was for the priests to wash their hands and their feet before they went in to do the religious rituals. And they were not allowed unless they did that. So this foot washing begins to take all kinds of layers to it. But the one I thought was, that was, that was interesting when I read about it too, there was, it was also, so it was servanthood, it was hospitality, it was ritual, but it was also a sign of friendship. It's a sign of respect. A woman, don't, don't, get, on, don't get too caught up on the husband-wife stuff, but the woman, Hebrew woman, was expected to wash her husband's feet not out of servitude or submission, but out of respect. I'm not, I'm not advocating that, so don't, you know. But, but, and then what's interesting is she could wash his feet. No other female servants were allowed to. So it makes me think washing feet had some sense of intimacy tied to it. I mean, think about it for a second. <laughs> if, I, if I said to you right now, which I'm not going to, take your shoes and socks off and bare your feet, it's a little awkward right because it feels a little bit it's not the part of our bodies we want people to see 
So this intimacy of a, of a wife washing her husband's feet and children were often encouraged to wash their father's feet, not out of, again, not out of submissiveness, but out of so respect and honor, but it was also out of intimacy. So it's like, okay, so washing feet is hospitality. It's just kind of hygiene, and that's why the servants would do it, and it's religious, but it's also an act of intimacy and friendship in a way that kind of like, oh, that's, I mean, I, the first time somebody washed my feet, I was not expected, I was in college, and uh, I, you know, I took my shoes off, I took my socks off, I didn't know this person was going to do it, uh, it was a setting where it was appropriate, but I just didn't know it was going to be me, he was talking about foot washing, he said, I'm going to wash Matt's feet, and of course, I think about, do I have shoes on that look nice, do I have holes in my socks, I mean, you start thinking, I, I got really self-conscious about my feet, and he proceeded to wash my feet, and told me he was washing my feet because something I had said to him a few months ago that he thought was really hurtful. And I didn't even mean it that way, but I see how it was that way. So not only was I feeling vulnerable with feet, glad I didn't have holes in my sock that day, but now he's washing my feet and telling me that he was forgiving me for something I said that he knew was unintentional, but it still was hurtful. So now I'm feeling vulnerable, like multi-layered. So I'm, I'm saying that because I'm guessing the disciples were feeling those kind of things. And when Peter asked this question, he was feeling there was a vulnerability. There was like, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? Because um, it was too personal. I mean, it's, it's okay if a servant washes my feet. But it's too personal if somebody who I know, a friend, washes my feet. I mean, think about that. If you had a friend say, I want to wash your feet, it almost feels a little bit too personal. If a total stranger says, I'm going to wash, or not total stranger, you go, let's say you go to a, uh, get a pedicure and they're washing your feet, you're paying the person, you don't know them, it's not a bit. But if somebody who's a friend of yours says, let me wash your feet, there's a, you feel a little awkward, exposed, personal, whatever. So I'm saying that because I want you to get a sense of what Peter may have been feeling when he asked this question. So he wasn't, I, 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 and we, see, we read that other, Jesus had already washed others' feet, and then when he came to Peter, we don't know for sure, but Peter may have been the only one that said anything. Uh, there was nothing else recorded, but Peter, like he, you know, always opened his mouth, but he said what everybody else was thinking, but was afraid to say, you're going to wash my feet. You know, I, we don't know if he said, are you going to wash my feet, or are you going to wash my feet? But there was a sense of, this feels really weird. Why are you doing this? And it, some people, I, most often people go to, well, Jesus was too, he was, G, Peter was offended that Jesus should have been too dignified to do this. I think it was that, but it was also Peter's pride was, he was felt exposed. And then Jesus is washing his feet as an act, not just of service. Yeah, we, we read later in the text that Jesus says this is an example, but it's an act of intimacy. It's, and that's an incredible thing when you think about it. He wasn't doing it just to make a point. He was doing it. He could have made his point about servanthood way other ways, but he's also making a point about the intimacy he felt with these men, his disciples. And so when Peter says, are, are you going to wash my feet? There was a sense of awkwardness, but also a realization that Jesus was doing something not just to serve them, but he was making a statement of intimacy toward them at the same time. And so Peter's really just like, I, 
I don't know what to do about this. So then he says this, and that's when Jesus says, you don't understand what I'm doing, but sometime you will. And that's when Paul says, no, Peter, no, no, don't never. You, if you're going to wash my feet, then wash my whole body. And, and Jesus is like, no, no, I, just your feet. And then Jesus says this, go to the, oh, did that just fall? Okay, okay, we have a chair break. So the next question was, then the next two are Jesus' questions. So Peter said, are you going to wash my feet? He has this interaction with Jesus, and then Jesus says this. I thought it was interesting. I was kind of, I kind of tried to unpack this a little bit. Jesus says, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. What? He didn't just say, I'm just washing you because I'm a servant. He's like, no, if you don't let me do this, you don't belong to me. And, and, and even that, that, that phrase, I was looking at different Bible translations because this is one of those phrases I think Bible translators didn't exactly know how to translate. Like, what is Jesus? And here's some of the ways this is translated. But this is, again, when Peter says, you wash my feet, and Jesus says, no, unless you'd let me. Here's some other ways. If, if, you, if I don't wash your feet, you won't belong to me. If I don't wash your feet, we have nothing to do with each other. If I don't wash your feet, you have no share in friendship with me. If I don't wash your feet, you won't have a place with me. If I don't wash your feet, one Bible translator said, you are not one of my people. If I don't wash your feet, you'll no longer be my disciple. If I don't wash your feet, you can't be involved with me. If you don't wash your feet, then you can't be part of what I'm doing. And the last one I found was, if I don't wash your feet can't share life with me. So Jesus is making kind of a relational statement here. He's not just saying, if you don't let me do this, you know, you're not in the club. He said, if you don't, do, let, me, if you don't let me wash your feet, then we're not, in, we're not in relationship anymore. So he's saying, I, I want to see, if I can say it this way, Jesus, I, I want to see your most vulnerable parts, the parts you are most undignified or maybe disturbed and disgusted about and I want to serve you in that way and if you don't let me do that then we're not in relationship with one another so it, was, it, was, it wasn't just simply your feet are dirty they stink let me wash them nobody else was doing it so I'll do it for you he's making a statement about I'm okay with engaging your vulnerability and the parts of you that are unseemly and I'm with I'm totally with you and he was saying to Peter, I want you to be with me. So, because I'm, I'm, I, I thought, when I thought about this passage, some people will say, well, Jesus was doing this to rebuke their arrogance. I was like, I don't, I don't know that Jesus would simply do this as a, making a point about their arrogance and nobody was going to wash their feet, so he's going to do it for them. That's not the spirit of Jesus anyway, and it's certainly not on this night before he's going to be betrayed in a couple hours. I think it was an act of intimacy and service and honor, friendship, hospitality. It was basically an act of relationship. So that's why Peter had this understandable knee-jerk reaction. You don't wash my feet. And Jesus said, no, unless you let me, then we're not together. All right? So I'm going to stop right here and ask a question I will ask at the end, but I'm going to say it now. Would you let Jesus wash your feet? If he was sitting right next to you, or you're, and he said, I want you to pop your shoes off and your socks off, and I want to wash your feet, I think you would all feel like I would feel a little squirmy, you know, awkward, especially with other people watching. Other disciples were all watching. 
Because I don't, I want Jesus to see that part of me, and I don't want him to have to deal with that. He doesn't need to be doing that for me because it makes me feel vulnerable, exposed. So Jesus says that, says he finished washing their feet, put his clothes back on because he had taken his outer garment off, wrapped a towel around his waist, so he was uh, you know, dressed as a servant in a sense. And then when he sat down, he said this. Go to the next slide. This is the last one. Do you understand what I was doing? And again, let's go back to the confusion thing. It's like, they're probably like, no. I mean, Peter was confused when he said, why are you washing my feet? Jesus says, do you understand what I'm doing? And if you and I are sitting there, I'm leaning over to you and saying, I have no idea what he's doing. Because none of they really didn't understand. Like, this is the first time he had done this, and it was like, Service, hospitality, honor, respect, intimacy. He says, do you understand what I'm doing? And then he says, you call me teacher and Lord, and, I, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. But I want to highlight, he's not just saying, see what I did, now you're going to do that too. You know, nobody washed anybody else's feet. I decided I was going to wash them. I needed to take the servant's job and wash. He's saying it in a sense of, see how much I loved you in doing this. I loved you. I see everything about you. I want to be intimate and personal with you. I want to honor you and respect you, but I will serve you. He's saying that's the spirit he's asking the disciples to have. He's not just saying, if you go to a party and nobody's washing feet, pick up the towel and do it yourself. Somebody's got to do it. I mean, I'm exaggerating Jesus' tone because he wouldn't have said it that way. But he's saying when you serve others, you serve them not out of an obligation because that's what disciples of Jesus are supposed to do. You serve them out of honor, respect, intimacy, friendship, hospitality. So when he says serve others that way, we never. if you're ever doing something service-wise, for somebody else, or you don't do it out of a grudge. Well, and this, I know this is what Jesus wants me to do, so I'm going to do it. What he's saying is, I, I want you to have the heart and spirit so when you're serving somebody, you're doing it out of an intimate sense of love for them. And you're serving them. But I want you to do it with my spirit in you, and my spirit is all about honor and respect and intimacy for other people who might need you to serve them. So to me, it puts a whole different spin on this passage. I'm not, because uh, I think I said my, my interpretation is people will talk about uh, servant leadership that's buzzed around a lot in leader. Oh, servant leadership, that means you, you know, serve others. And I get that, that's good. And then how many saw the Super Bowl commercial about washing feet? Nobody watched the, okay. But they, it was one of this commercial um, What's the campaign called? He gets us about Jesus. I don't know how much they paid for us, like a million or something like that. But it talked about Jesus washing feet. Well, then, like happens in the church, churches, in the world. I see online somebody's criticizing the commercial. Well, Jesus didn't wash everybody's feet. He only washed the feet of his. Dis- I'm saying this. The guy had a cowboy hat in the video, so I'm giving him a cowboy attitude. Okay, so uh, apologies if you're from Texas. He's like, Jesus didn't wash everybody's feet. They, they hadn't even washed other people's. He just washed the feet of those disciples who obeyed him. And I kind of said back to the video out loud when I was watching my phone, he washed Judas's feet. 
So, and, and I'm, I'm guessing Jesus had the same spirit when he saved the woman who was going to be stoned for adultery. He had the same spirit when prostitutes washing his feet, washing his feet. Just a few days before this, Mary, the sister of Lazarus, who Jesus had rose from the dead, she anointed his feet with fragrant oil. So it's not this sense of, the sense of this reaction to this Super Bowl commercial was, Jesus will wash the feet of those who do what he tells them to do. And I'm saying that Jesus wants to obey him. He says he'll write parts of our bodies because he wants us to know he still loves us even though he knows those things about us. So when Peter says, are you going to wash my feet? I think there was a lot more going on than him feeling offended that Jesus shouldn't be doing this and maybe John should be doing it. Or, I mean, it, was, you know, it wasn't Peter. Was like, I think Peter was like, this is way too personal. And Jesus' response is basically, yeah, it is. That's what I want with you. I want way personal with you. I want, I, and I want you to be that way toward other people. I want you to serve people who are people, serve them as individuals with honor and hospitality, intimacy and friendship. Don't do it out of a grudge. Don't do it out of duty and obligation. If you're, if you're doing things as a Christian out of a sense of duty, you don't really have the right heart because that's what the Pharisees were all about, duty. All right? So Jesus isn't just saying, here's a new duty for you to do. He's saying, here's a whole new attitude of heart I want you to have toward people. So when he says, I've given you an example of what I'll do as I have done to you, it's more than just find the basin of water and the towel and get on your knees and wash feet. It's like, no, you better have a heart toward people that I have toward all of you men here. That's what Jesus would say to the disciples. It's the heart I have toward you. I love you. I will do anything for you. I will see the parts of you you don't want to be exposed, but I love you, and I will serve you. So that's, that's kind of the... Uh, that's maybe the, the opening scene, I would say, of what happens on the cross. Because Jesus is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this for you. And it's not out of like, you know, um, it's not out of a sense of, well, he did that for you, but you better, you better follow him or you better do the right thing. It was a relational tone that Jesus always was that way. So the question of the day, and this is my last slide, will you let Jesus wash your feet? And you might say, well, I don't know what that means. I, what I'm saying is, will you let Jesus see the parts of you that you'd rather him not see? Would you let Jesus serve you in a way in your life that you don't think you want him to do because you feel a little squirmy about that part of your life? So, like, if you were to... And, and maybe there's something in your life, or there's something about your own personality you just don't like, and you're like, I don't really like that part of me, and... I don't like these things that I'm doing, and I'm, and, you know, Jesus has from my ankles up, but I don't want him to see my feet. That, the, my feet just have stuff going on I don't really, I'm embarrassed by, I'm ashamed by, and uh, Jesus is like, no, no I'm, I'm going to wash your feet. And he's not going to, he's not going to shame you for those things in your life. He wants to set you free. He wants to clean that part of you. But he doesn't shame you. He doesn't like say, ooh, these are dirty. These stink. I mean, he, so be willing to take your, if I can say it this way, the shoes and socks of your heart off in front of Jesus and let him clean that part of your heart. Because I think we tend to think that, well, I know tend to, we do. We think, well, I got to get this part of my life cleaned up. Then I can expose it to Jesus. 
instead of saying, no, no, that's the part of your life Jesus wants to clean up now. And what we would do is, well, I got to go wash my feet before I let Jesus wash my feet. Well, that's not the point. The point is, no, even when my feet are filthy and they stink, sweat, dirt, and animal dung or whatever, Jesus, no, I'm gonna, I mean, I, I want you. I want to be in a relationship with you. So let Jesus be that with you. Let him be personal. Let him be intimate. Let him delight in you. Let him honor you. Let him see the exposed parts of you you really don't want him to see because he will love you anyway. And out of that spirit, he says, now go serve other people in that same spirit that I'm showing you. So it's not, it's not so much duty as it is let this spirit be in you. And as you, how you treat other people, how you treat, especially when you're exposed to other people's dirty feet, do you get disgusted or do you, like, no, I, I, I want the spirit of Jesus to bring healing to them and hope to them. Or do you serve them out of disgust and, ah, oh, this stinks, I better do it because i got to get some Jesus points. Or do, you, or do you do it, you know, whether it's somebody in your family or husband, wife, son, daughter, mom, dad, stranger on the beeline trail, are you doing it out of duty or are you doing it because I think the spirit of Jesus wants me to love this person, even though um, it's kind of stinks. But let the supernatural spirit of Jesus change that stink to an aroma. And I think he can do that. I know he can do that. So when you think about the confusing questions the disciples asked, or that you asked, or in this case that Peter asked, ask the question of Jesus that confuses you, but then be ready for him to unpack a whole lot of new things to you, not just to your brain, but to your spirit, because he will. He wants to do that. So let me pray. So Jesus, we, uh, I don't know what it would be like, Jesus, if you were to come into this room and tell us all to take our shoes and socks off and you got down and washed our feet. But I'm sure each one of us in a variety of ways would squirm, at least in our spirits, we would squirm. Um, But that's how you want to relate to us. You love us um, completely. You don't just love the uh, presentable parts of us. You love even those parts of us that we are ashamed about. And then you want to heal those parts of us, clean those parts of us, because you love us completely. You don't do it out of anger. You don't do it out of throwing guilt around in our heads. You do it because you are one who heals, and you came to set us free. So, Jesus, would we be willing to expose uh, the dirty feet of our life to you and let you in the intimacy and love that only you have, would you show us uh, how much you love us? And then we want to be the kind of people that take that spirit inside of us, of you, and we want to treat other people with the same gentle, healing, intimate, servant-like spirit. We want to be those kind of people. We love you, Jesus. And uh, even as we go into communion, um, we're grateful that you did serve us, not simply by washing feet, but you served us by giving up your life, shedding your blood so we could be set free and we could know God in an intimate, personal way. And so we come to this table of communion out of, 
maybe in some way we're, we squirm a little bit when we come here because we're you're giving us yourself in a way that we don't always feel worthy of. But Jesus, that's you love to do that for us. So we come to you with our uh, hearts open and with great gratitude um, that you accept every single part of us, uh, not just the parts we think are clean. So we love you, Jesus. Uh, we ask this all in your name. Amen.